Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of the Walking Your Talk podcast. This is the seventh episode of this podcast, and I am grateful for all the feedback and ideas I've received from all of you. If you're listening, don't forget to subscribe and share the podcast with everyone so that the reach of the podcast will be broad, and not just broad, but also deep. Also, don't hesitate to leave your impressions or ratings of the podcast if you're so inclined. I am so excited to bring you another episode of the Walking Your Talk podcast. I'm your host, Benjamin Arthur, a.k.a. Brooklyn I Dog. Stick around. Over the last couple of weeks, a few people have reached out to me concerning issues of race and police brutality. It has been interesting to see people trying to engage the subject and seeking to understand what my experiences have been like. For those of you who have attempted to reach out to me or humbly tried, I want to say thank you and also um, for those who don't seem to get it, I hope I have provided something in a, in a small way that has helped you along this journey. There's so many, or oh, there are so many layers to the conversation, and I'm, I'm willing to admit, as I did last night in conversation with one of my close friends, that I highly doubt a lot would be accomplished even in my lifetime, but I'm glad that conversations are happening all around us, and curious to see if any of it results in anything at all. A few days ago, I stumbled upon a post on a celebrity's website. Uh, the celebrity is Selena Gomez, and it was on her, uh, on her Instagram page. It was a post about the first black girl to attend a private school with white children as the first attempt at desegregation of American schools. The year was 1960, and the young black child was civil rights activist Ruby Bridges. I saw the post via a status um, post by a friend from high school, and I posted a comment and said this, I said, this was just 60 years ago, which is nothing compared to the centuries of slavery of black people, but people make it seem as though conversations about equality has been ongoing for at least a century. Someone responded to my post or comment by reminding me that Ghana had gotten her independence from British colonial rule a mere three years prior to this attempt at desegregation, and I found this to be very striking. So while black people in America were fighting for civil rights and were being vehemently resisted and in most cases violently retaliated against for it, black people on the continent of Africa were now beginning to wrestle their ability to govern themselves from Europeans. Isn't that something? That means that on both fronts, whether on their own soil or in diaspora, black people were fighting battles of oppression all throughout those centuries until just 60 years ago. If anyone wonders why there is so little change, please point them to this simple fact, that this push for equality and justice has been less than one lifetime. When the loss of black independence has been several lifetimes over. I recently learned that the American Constitution was not written with any room for black people and less so for the Native Americans. 
There is actually a clause often excluded that in so many words explicitly says that the constitution is written with the white man in mind. Now if it took this long to keep the black race in check before conversations about equality began, then it is fair to say that the white race perfected the methods used to keep the black race in check, hence police. I know you think I'm reaching, but I beg you to hear me out. History tells a tale of slave patrols and night watches as the beginnings of the evolution of modern day police departments. These patrols were designed to control the behaviors of minorities. Let me say this in other words. The modern day police began as a way for slaves attempting to flee to be caught and brought back to their masters. We have been the target of policing. We have always been the target of policing. The evolution into serve and protect only happened as a matter of course. What you see today as a manifestation of police brutality is what has always existed as the true spirit of policing. We, black people, have always been the target of policing. Late last week, I had one of my black patients engage me in conversation at the office. He confided in me that he's a police officer in North Carolina, but that in the face of everything that is happening, that he had no intentions of returning to the force. He told me about what it is like to actually be black and in the police force and how ostracized and sometimes unwelcome black cops are made to feel. Black officers who fare well are typically those who, in an attempt to fit in, essentially treat people in their own community and people who look like them poorly to prove that they deserve to belong. It is essentially the house slave mentality where to prove you are on your master's side, you have to tell on your fellow slaves. I've also read recently accounts of black police officers and people with big titles in the force who have been targeted for no other reason other than being black. In 2008, a Buffalo police officer, Carol Holloman, Holloman Horn, was fired and she lost her pension for stopping a fellow police officer from applying a chokehold on a suspect during an arrest. Guess what? She was black. I watched a special by Dave Chappelle, mini spoiler alert, mini spoiler alert, alert but I did watch the Dave Chappelle special on the current state of affairs where he points out poignantly how some black people who end up in the police force end up being suspects of the system, end up being victims, I should say, of the systems of the force and end up as collateral damage for a system which, in my opinion, they have no business being in in the first place. If you haven't seen it already, I highly recommend it. Now, a lot of conversations has happened or have been going on around the defunding of the police. I have heard arguments for this measure. Now, I don't pretend to know too much except that it is a measure to redirect funding to other ways of ensuring community safety and order without the use of undue and unnecessary lethal force. For some people, this does not seem like what needs to happen and I don't know to what extent this will go, but one thing I do think should absolutely happen or needs to absolutely happen 
is that black people need to present themselves at the table for these conversations and decision making. The police have not served us and we have always been and continue to be the target of policing for centuries. And it was Will Smith that said it best, racism is not getting worse, it's just getting filmed. Two days ago, I discovered a video of a white man being arrested by a white cop. It was shot by an onlooker who I presume to be black simply by what she says to another person close by at the end of the footage. Now, the footage does not say anything about the crime committed or the offense, but it begins with the officer yelling at the top of his lungs for the suspect to get on the ground and spread his feet and arms, pointing his taser at him and beginning to reach for his cuffs. Initially, the white suspect appears to be cooperating, but then suddenly he gets up and starts approaching the officer. The officer continues to yell at him to get on the ground, and when he's too close, he discharges his taser. The taser, the taser jolts the suspect a bit, but he seems ultimately unfazed by the taser and proceeds to chase the officer away. Then he turns around, enters the officer's patrol vehicle, and sits in it. The footage then cuts to the suspect getting back in his car and driving around and back to hit the officer's patrol vehicle while helicopters closed in. The person rec recording remarks at this point, if he was black, he would have been dead already. All this while, the officer does not draw his gun even once. I saw another video of another white suspect being arrested by two officers by the roadside. The footage is recorded by a woman who appears to know the suspect, perhaps his wife, I'm not exactly sure. It begins with a struggle on the ground by the roadside. There were two officers on top of the suspect trying to restrain him as he struggles with them to resist arrest. As this woman is recording, she keeps cautioning the man to stay down and surrender, but Joe will not be faced. Joe wrestles his way up and jumps into the police vehicle and actually drives off. And all this woman says, what, says whilst um, she records is that, oh Joe, you are in trouble. All the while, not once. Do the officers draw their guns to even shoot the tires of the patrol vehicle the man drove off? Say what you must about anyone who compares the footage of the Richard Brooks incident that led to the officers shooting him in the back to any of these aforementioned footages of these white men resisting arrests and actually doing things that should cause the officers to fear for their lives. There is no reason why those two white men should be alive and he dead. He, after all, was running away on foot. When one looks at the stark contrast with which police encounters with black people go and compares them with, the, with those uh, of white people, there is no way anyone can tell me that there is nothing systemically amiss here. It has become so inherently problematic to the point that a video I saw earlier today which just broke my heart exists. In the video, a young black man is busy shooting hoops in front of what I presume to be his house. There is a truck parked behind him and he appears to, to be quite oblivious and is just consumed with what, his, what he's doing shooting hoops. Suddenly, a police vehicle with sirens drives 
by from the left view of the footage and suddenly the young man stops and immediately hides behind the truck. I saw another video of a black toddler on a motorized toy car who literally bolts on foot frantically when a policeman on foot starts to approach her. This is the world we live in. This evening before I sat down to record this episode, I saw a news item where a black priest in Virginia called the police on some white people trespassing on his property and actually wound up being the one arrested when the police showed up. There are countless incidents where the white suspect lives and the black suspect dies. Dylan Roof, a white young male, killed 20 people, 20 black people, and was taken alive and fed and given a cigarette. I know the argument I'm presenting sounds grim, and the reality for me is not one I welcome, but unfortunately, the analysis holds true, and the evidence is pure. If you're a black man or woman or child who is still stuck asking why the outcomes don't favor you in instances of police encounters, Please consider this. You are the target of policing. And as much as as much as it breaks my heart to say this and to even ponder it, you have always been the target. are hard and coming to terms with them are even harder. Perhaps the correct question is not why because the why is answered in the history and evolution of policing. Perhaps a better question which I think most people are asking is what is the way forward? If you are black I want you to seize this moment in history and make sure that your voice is heard and that you don't hide in the shadows but fight for a place at the table. If you're white, I will entreat you to dig deep and find your humanity. Do everything you can to look beyond what is and try to envision what can be. Open your ears and listen. Open your eyes and see. Open your heart and receive. The time is now. I would like to personally thank you for listening to this episode of Walking Your Talk. I hope you found the episode and stories to be helpful and enlightening. Remember to subscribe if you can and share it with everyone if you can. It will encourage me to continue providing you with more thought-provoking content. Also, I would love to hear from you and get information by way of feedback and also what you would want me to talk about. You can find me on Instagram. My Instagram handle is brooklynidoc. That's one word, Brooklyn, I, and Doc. You can find me on Facebook by searching for 
my name, my first name, Benjamin. My last name is Arthur. You can also subscribe to my YouTube channel by searching for Dr. Benjamin Arthur on YouTube. Until next time, always remember this. Talk is cheap. Walk your talk.